0: So Mark chapter 15, verse 33 records a three-hour eclipse during Christ's crucifixion. It happened during a full moon. So you don't get, so, you don't get solar eclipses during a full moon. They only happen during a new moon.
1: So your suggestion is that planet Nirebu is responsible for unleashing the fountains of the great deep as well as oh, basically unleashing Noah's flood. As well as the eclipse over Jesus Christ's crucifixion 2,300 years later, which means it's due for another orbit basically right about now, right? Right. The sea. Is this why they're retrofitting the Salt Lake Temple for earthquakes, because they know Planet Nine is coming back, and it's going to straight up shake everything when it passes by, and we want to be able to stand in holy places. Is that where you're getting at? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Midnight Strike Through Mormons. I'm your host, Cardinalis, and today I'm joined in the studio of love with
2: (laughs) I just thought I
1: called the studio of love. That was pretty cool. Though. That's
2: fine. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But you totally looked at me
1: like, "Whoa, what you doing, bro?" <laughs> you know. So anyway, we're in the the, the, the studio of love, which we got to call it. But actually, I'll have to change the lighting. To hold on before we do that, you know.
2: Oh yeah. yeah now,
1: yeah. now, boom! Actually, no, no, that's too that's too crazy.
2: That looks kind of evil. Yeah, it looks like kind of evil. Like oh, the wow. studio
1: of love.
2: Hey, purple actually kind of suits right. the
1: show. Right? Yeah, hey, you know what I'm bad. saying, and it suits you too, Brad look at that so right. what do you so, think about the purple who you like it
2: it's cool it's very it's more spacey
1: What's so that? welcome we'll go with it just for this podcast <laughs>
2: it. Uh, hey well, it matches scott's shirt
1: yeah well you know we yeah. might as well introduce him there here's me cardinellis thank you brad whitbeck and here is scott scott cold, cold. all right yep. uh dentist extraordinaire and yes. um, mastermind behind the theory that planet Naribu is responsible for the eclipse in 3rd Nephi 11. And it's the only thing that could explain. I, I botched it. Well, tell us what we're talking about today, bro. All right.
0: Well, we're talking about Nerebu. Naribu, Yeah. Yeah. Nerebu. This The ninth planet or the mystery wandering planet. And that's responsible
1: for the eclipse in third Nephi, uh, the three hours of darkness before Jesus Christ came. You said a solar eclipse couldn't explain that because that would last days, but you think planet Nerebu, also known as planet X, this is planet
0: X, right? Yeah, it's planet X. So let's, let's, uh, let's back up here. It's actually, it's Mark, Mark chapter 15, verse 33. Okay.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. What's it say? It's Christ's crucifixion.
2: Oh so,
1: okay, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So hit it, explain it. The okay, floor is okay. yours, bro. The floor is yours. All right, all right. And, and let's well,
2: start let's... with the high level what is Nairibu so that anyone right. getting into this can can come to it. All
0: right. So and... Nairibu is a Babylonian term for wandering star that crosses or transitions like a riverboat or a ferry across a body of water. So anciently, you know, uh the Babylonians, Greeks, whoever. You know, they didn't really know that there were planets in our solar system. They just saw wandering stars, okay? So, uh, you know, Nairibu was one of these wandering stars. It was a little bit unusual uh, among the wandering stars that they saw. And so Nairibu is also called Marduk's star. Uh, uh, So it was um, which the gods in heaven caused to be visible. So it kind of showed up out of nowhere all of a sudden. And um, it's also described as um, a shepherd star or, or with other stars or bodies following it. Now, if you know anything about the mythology of, of Marduk, he was Nimrod's son. And he was actually uh, put in charge of practicing human sacrifices. Mm. So this is a very <laughs> Tough ominous... Yeah, yeah. What was exactly. that job description? Must
1: introduce child sacrifice <laughs> into society. And yeah, I mean crazy, pounds. huh? Yeah. <laughs>
0: you know? Okay. Exactly. So um now, so Nairobi was all uh in nineteen ninety-five, there was this lady named Nancy Leader. Uh and she was the founder of Zeta Talk. Have you ever heard of this? Is, so she claimed that the Zeta Reticuli Aliens told her that Nerubu was would pass through our inner solar system in May of 2003 and cause Earth to experience a physical pole shift that would destroy most of humanity.
2: Mm.
0: Now that didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, okay. and, and so hey, we she dodged a big one. That we know. Yeah, I know we missed it. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Okay. So uh, that didn't happen. So that she changed it to uh, 2012. Uh, and other doomsdayers joined in on this, uh, you know, because they synced it up with a mind calendar. With the December 21st. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh sp- Exactly. Spreading doomsday predictions that uh, didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So then there was a Christian neurolog- numerologist named David Mead who practiced or uh, uh, predicted, excuse me, that Nairobi would cause mass destruction on September 23rd, 2017. You know, that, day, that was... Uh, uh, I guess it's the passing of Jupiter through Virgo that is pretty much de- depicted in Revelation 12, if you know uh-huh. that verse. Uh-huh. Okay. What is it? And, just, just for
1: those of us that yeah. aren't scriptorians, what's the verse?
0: Yeah, so it's uh, uh,
1: You can give us the paraphrase thing about what it says.
0: You yeah, understand. it's basically dark talks about um, there are, you know, 12 stars around, around her head and you've got the sun behind her head, her body oh, okay. and, Uh, yeah. you know, uh, and then the dragons and I, you know, at her feet and stuff like that. Okay, anyway, cool. yeah, and yeah, and it lines up
2: well with the constellations.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. And,
2: and then, exactly. uh, Jupiter representing Christ in, right. uh, retrograde goes into her womb. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Rock Something on. like that. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, but you know, there was no Neruda that showed up in either. So, so, you know, it sounds like this is kind of like all just a bust or, you know, it's just a myth. Well, uh, it turns out there are a couple of Caltech scientists uh, from 2016 through 2021. Uh, their names are Mike Brown and Consti- uh, Constantine uh, Batygin, uh, and they published a series of papers that uh, that used mathematical models to, and computer simulations to formulate their hypotheses that Planet Nine exists. And their model predicts that 99 confident 99% confidence that this planet exists because the movements of objects in the Kuiper belt. And so they describe planet Nine as being five to 10 uh, earth masses and having an estimated solar orbit between 10,000 and 20,000 years. So it's a little bit smaller uh, than Neptune or Uranus. So um, I've got like a little graph here. Can you, can you see that now? Oh, dang. Yeah. So this is planet nine. Okay.
1: Right oh, here. Oh wow. Look, oh, so it's at a strange orbit different than all
0: of the yeah. other planets. Okay. So it follows an opposite orbit. And what huh. it's doing is it's it's passing through um the Oort cloud and it's causing these uh Oort cloud uh bodies to you know kind of veer off at a 90-degree angle to uh the rest of the Kuiper belt. And um so then all the, the other researchers you know they're studying this um say that well there's nothing no evidence of a you know you know a massive planet that big that's orbiting in the kuiper belt but they they counted this their critics saying that they're finding sure that it traverses the kuiper kuiper belt and has perturbed objects um so it's not it's not in the kuiper belt but it goes across it basically okay okay, okay. and and about and,
2: oh sorry Go ahead. Yeah.
0: So they're saying that, you know, uh, it's 10,000 to 20,000 years. But here's the thing, though, is that all that basically means is they don't know. And so that's the, that's the biggest problems with their uh, planet nine hypothesis is that they can't see it. They don't know where it is. And that's a
2: really huge window of how long. Yeah.
0: It's, yeah, it could be. Exactly. And they don't know if it traverses the inner or outer solar system. It just, you know, that's about all they um uh it's about all they know right now. They just know that there's something there, it's causing these, you know, orc bodies to fling out and stuff like that. So
1: wow, that's pretty hardcore, man. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's a cool, cool okay. Graphic. So
1: you think this explains Mark? What's the scripture in Mark?
0: Yeah. yeah. So here's the deal. So Mark, chapter 15, verse 33, records a three-hour eclipse during Christ's crucifixion. So let's, let's, let's back up and examine who exactly Mark was. So Mark was not an apostle. He was an evangelist. He was a Gentile. He was a Roman. And so evangelist basically means he was a missionary. And so he, he wrote his, his gospel or his you know, evangelist uh, you know, proclamation about Christ to the Roman elites, uh, because he comes from that circle. You know, he was a physician, he was a grandson of the attorney that represented Pilate before Tiberius regarding the commotion over the crucifixion of Christ. Mm. So Tiberius was furious with Pilate uh because he allowed the Jews to coerce him into crucifying an innocent man. And Tiberius saw this as a sign of weakness in Pilate, and he had to remove from, from office and imprisoned. So uh so. Uh, now the Gospel of Mark was written about sixty years, you know, AD, and it was actually the first gospel to be written. Mm-hmm. So well, know, Mark it's, it's
1: the it's the oldest manuscript that we have. Yeah,
0: yeah, and
1: and the others are dependent upon it. Like it, it definitely looks like Luke was written referencing Mark, as was Matthew referencing Mark, and our oldest fragments of papyri that we have of the original gospels in coin Greek of. The synoptic Gospels that we have, the oldest is of Mark. So, I mean, there's arguments that there might have been other non-canonical Gospels written earlier, but none of them have been accepted into the canon. And I'm actually putting on your screen just right now so the people can see Here's Mark. I think you referred to Mark 1533, right? Right, Where it says, let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross so that we may see him and believe. And even those who were crucified with him berated him from the sixth hour until the ninth hour. Darkness came over all the land. And at the ninth right. hour, Jesus cried in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, Lema, Shabbat which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So in right. the famous um, passage that he utters before giving up the ghost, he um, it, it references specifically uh, three hours of darkness from one measure to another measure. Um, right. And you think this was Planet X planet norea yeah well okay. this this
0: this gets deeper so this is these are not cloudy skies this is not just like oh you know it's gonna rain you know no it, this is like a, a a full-on eclipse now they're now hold these, on a second thing- just Go pause ahead. here mm-hmm. for a
1: second scott so all these purple Lines are existing planets or are those comets? No,
0: these are orc uh orc cloud bodies or Kuiper belt bodies.
1: Okay, what is the Oort cloud and the Kuiper belt? Really fast before we're we the on. They're same thing. They're the same thing,
0: basically. It's just two different names for the same thing. So yeah. uh around our solar system, there's a band of uh basically like comets or you could solve them like Space icebergs that float around the outer perimeter of our solar system. Okay, and so from time to time, you'll see a comet or something like that. That's one of these one of these space icebergs that are out there in this in the Kuiper belt that come in uh, to the inner solar system and you know evaporate or go back out or hit Jupiter or whatever. And uh, so, Planet Nine uh, traverses this this um, the Kuiper belt. And so, excuse me, it's causing these, the, some of these bodies that are there to, instead of being on a horizontal plane, to shift to a 90 degree plane. So they're kind of going around the other way. And so that's how they are able to determine that there is this ninth planet that's out there that's very massive. And um, so, like I said, they can't see it. They don't know where it is. And they don't know if it tra- if it goes into the inner or outer solar system. Um, that's that's what they don't know yet and so now uh, back to the gospel of mark uh chapter 15, uh uh verse 15, or chapter thirteen verse thirty
1: three yeah got it right here
0: okay and uh so so picking up from there so uh now mark uh, you know, he re- references this three hour eclipse because it was a very unusual. Then, the so we
1: can see you take down the slides so we can see you. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. So, all right, sorry about that, bro. You got to get your beautiful, uh, okay, oh, well, dentist face on there, okay, yeah. keep going. So, yeah, so the uh, so what
0: we've got here is we've got Mark tied in the timing of the crucifixion for the three hour eclipse, the sign of Christ's deity, and um, uh, and also because. It's, it was very, you know, uh, prominent in recent Roman memory that there was this crazy three hour eclipse that didn't fit any cycle of eclipses that they, that they knew of. Mm. So, you know, an eclipse, you know, has a pattern. You know, they, they, the Romans were, uh, smart enough. They knew how to predict the eclipses, solar eclipses, lunar eclipses and things like that. Um, but this one was outside of the norm. And so, and not only that, you know, an eclipse, you know, uh, normally an eclipse lasts like five minutes and it's done. Okay. Yeah. You know, it doesn't last three hours and usually you don't have, well, you don't normally have big earthquakes happen at the same moment you have an eclipse.
1: Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, but uh, a planet passing by. Right. Cause both tectonic activity. Exactly. And an mm. eclipse. Ah. And right.
2: would this be, like, you said it's five times the mass of Earth?
0: Five to ten five is what they 10? estimate, yeah. So, right.
2: oh, man, that's, that's like, huge. W- wouldn't that, like, right. throw off the Earth's orbit and everything, too? Or, Well, that's, you know, if it's close enough, absolutely.
0: Okay. You know, uh, so, so the theory is uh, maybe but,
2: that it passed somewhere between, like, Mercury and Venus's area? Or
1: close enough that it would be able Mm, to eclipse uh some kind of light and cause darkness but not close enough that you know we got straight up moonfall going on right here right exactly
0: now that's the other thing too is that it happened during a full moon so you don't get so you don't get solar eclipses during a full moon they only happen during a new moon okay okay huh and so this is, we'll go, we'll go to this uh, Greek historian named Phlegon. So Phlegon, he was a Greek historian that compiled a history of Rome called the Olympiad. And it's about a 400-year, uh, you know, history, uh, volume. And he and in this volume, he records a three-hour eclipse in 33 AD, uh, The as I mentioned, it, it, this eclipse Happened during a full moon and stars were visible while the sun was eclipsed. Earthquakes were all over the Roman Empire. Now, as I mentioned, it's impossible to have, uh, you know, the moon uh, uh, causing an eclipse when it's, you know, in the full phase. It's in the opposite side of the year ur- of the Earth from so the sun. So it looks sun. like I'm oh. reading
1: an article right here. The AD 33 date of the crucifixion, according to Flagon, yeah. spelled with a ph. That's why it wasn't coming up yeah. in the beginning. Right. A secular right. Greek historian. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. It's widely reported by numerous ancient writers. However, unlike the New Testament, of which there are 25,000 early copies, many of these ancient writers' manuscripts are fragmented. But wow, Flagon, Flagon of Trallis mm-hmm. documented a
0: three-hour eclipse. Okay, continue. Yeah. Oh, cool. Right, yeah, right. This is intriguing. Yeah. All right, keep what the going. Heck? This is really fascinating. So, yeah. okay. So, the Book of Mormon also accounts at the time of Christ's crucifixion uh, describe Great earthquakes, tornadoes, storms, lightnings, thunders, and tentas, tectonic shifting, atmospheric disturbances—like anything before according to Nephi's records. So if this this planetary body, being you know five to ten um, masses of the Earth, being close enough that it can cause an eclipse, it certainly could have caused a gravitational pulling on the Earth that would cause tectonic shifting. Okay. So oh, wow. uh, So I mean, this really explains. You know, now you're going to kind of see. All is the this Dharma why they're retrofitting coming. the
1: Salt Lake Temple for earthquakes? Because they know Planet Nine is coming back, and it's going to straight up shake everything when it passes by. And we want to yeah. be able to stand in holy places. Is that where you're getting at? Do I see where we're oh, going? Oh yeah, oh yeah, we're getting there. We got
0: we got we got oh, some dang. stuff to talk about. Okay, <laughs> but yeah.
1: on behalf of Quaku, I ask the question. What does this have to do with lizard people? <laughs> totally totally keep going, keep going, keep saying what you say,
0: keep educating okay. us. All right, all right. So, let's so see, we have, um, oh, I evidence. Okay. So, all right. So, we already talked about all that. So, Naribu, now, could Naribu have caused Noah's flood? And is this the, 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 wait, Noah's uh, flood, too? Noah's flood, yes. Check this out, okay? Uh-huh. So remember the Babylonians, they said it was a shepherd planet that kind of came in and they they associated with Marduk, this murderer that would do human sacrifices. Okay, let's okay. dig into this. Noah's flood was about 2,300 years before Christ. Genesis 7, verses 12 through 13, Uh, excuse me, 11 through 12, says that fountains of the great deep were broken up and the windows of heaven were open. Now get this, have you ever ever heard of the book of Jasher? Yeah, Yeah, it's in the Apocrypha, right? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. It's apocryphal uh, writing. Okay. Book of Jasher, uh, chapter 6, verse 11, this is what it reads. It says, and on that day, the Lord caused the whole earth to shake and the sun darkened. And the fountains of the world raged, and the whole earth was moved violently, and lightning flashed and thunder roared. and the fountains of the earth were broken up, such as was not known to the inhabitants before. And God did this mighty act in order to terrify the sons of men, that they may not, uh, no more do evil upon the earth. Now, does this sound similar to you know, the time of Christ's crucifixion? Yes. It does. It does. So I'm I'm postulating that Nairibu contributed or may have been the impetus for Noah's what? Hmm.
1: Wow. Okay. So we could say you, your suggestion is that planet, how do you pronounce it again? Nairibu. Nairibu? Nairibu? Mm-hmm. Okay. So your suggestion is that planet Nairibu Is responsible for unleashing the fountains of the great deep, as well as, basically, unleashing Noah's flood, as well as the eclipse over Jesus Christ's crucifixion twenty three hundred years later, which means it's due for another orbit, basically, right about now,
0: right? Right. So now let's take a look. Let's take a look at this. So. Considered near orbit. So there's there's two theories as to where did this planet nine planet nine come from. Is it a interloper, which means that it came from another solar system and it's interjected or got captured by the sun's gravitational pull, and it's now into the sun's orbiting around the sun, or the sun has a twin that we don't know about, and it's orbiting both our sun and the twin of our sun somewhere. But, you know, nobody has any evidence that there's but a But how twin could the two.
1: sun have a twin that we don't see? Well, I know that it's common again, in other solar systems mm-hmm. to have twin suns. That's mm-hmm. why, you know, in Star Wars, there's the twin right. suns that you see over Tatooine right. and so on and so forth. And it's kind of odd that our solar system has no twin. It would right. have to be some kind of like dwarf that already burnt out billions of years ago or something like that, if I remember my right. astronomy correctly. So are you thinking maybe planet nine is the puttered out uh, twin sun floating around the cosmic space? No. No? Okay. It's,
0: It's not massive enough to be that. No, no. So it's, it's, it's more likely, and this is the thing is that it's more likely a interloper that got picked up by the sun's gravity. It was floating by. And so now, because it's an interloper, it has a its 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 uh, orbit is beginning to come in closer and closer to the sun, but it is traversing the inner solar system, and that's why it flies by the Earth. And so okay. it's starting to come in
1: more and more frequent intervals. You're suggesting, right? right exactly. Uh-huh, okay.
0: Exactly. So, uh, and this brings us to our time. Okay. Okay. So, so. Scriptures say that before Christ's second coming, there will be massive earthquake, meteor strikes, and the continents will rejoin together. This is found in Revelations chapter sixteen, verses eighteen through twenty-one, DNC one thirty-three, verses twenty-two
1: through twenty-four, and DNC eighty-eight eighty-seven. So, Re- okay, read it again. What does and, okay. what does Doctrine and Covenant okay. say?
0: All right. So let's let's start up with Revelation. I feel like Revelation. when Joe Rogan
1: had Alex Jones yeah. on and he had Jamie checking yeah. every one of the facts <laughs> just so people wouldn't get angry in the comments. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> you gotta catch me up. I don't have I'm not scriptural enough or conspiracy right. theory enough to be catching up on all these things in real time. So tell me what Doctor and Covenant said.
0: Okay, okay, Doctor and Covenant, section uh so 133 verses 22 through 24 says that the mountains will break down and valleys fill up. The Great Deep will be driven back into the North Countries, and the islands will become one land. And so, this is this is what I'm I'm seeing here is that for all the continents to rejoin together without causing widespread flooding. Okay, so yeah, think about this: you have all the continents slamming together. What are you going to get? Uh,
1: an a, an oblong, weird shaped island that might tip over like Guam. There was that one congressman that was really worried that right, Guam right, might tip right. over if everybody right. went to one side. Um, right. you get a mega island. You like Pangaea yeah. all over again, right? Right,
0: right, exactly. But uh, in order for that, uh, you know, if that were to just happen, where would the Atlantic Ocean go?
1: There would be no Atlantic. It would go into just what the mega ocean was that surrounded the one big island of all of the, the continents, right?
0: Right, right, exactly. But it would likely splash over. You know the, the the adjoining continents. Oh yeah, the, it would uh, cause weather.
1: massive yeah. flooding. Yeah,
0: okay. massive flooding. Okay, that's not what it says here. It says that the ocean that the it'll be pushed off into the north. End. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is my you know theory on this is that Nairobi flies by, uh, is close enough that it, the gravitational pull actually pulls on the heavier parts of the uh, of the Earth. Oh, like and it the actually affects the tides yeah exactly. and so the the tide is pull it's pulling on the continent surfaces, and those continental surfaces are heavier than the water. and so it, it, it pulls those continental surfaces up and so the water kind of washes out of the way and gets pushed up so it doesn't cause that massive flooding that you would hmm. expect.
1: Dude, I'm, I love this theory. This theory gets like yeah. a solid 11 out of 10 for me right now. This is awesome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. this is great. From now, a dentist. You know, that's awesome. You're more <laughs> well, you more yeah, so, yeah. You know, like, dental school. I should have been a
0: geologist. I mean, no, yeah. I'm kidding. Uh, you got now, the beard wondering. for it, dog. Well, well, you know, you think about this. I mean, <laughs> if, if this, is, this is physics. So gravitational pull would cause a flattening of the Earth's communal surfaces too because the pull would be uniform. So, I mean, this is what it says. It says that all uh, the all the valleys will be built up, the mountains will break down. It's gonna flatten the earth because the gravitational pull is uniform. Now, DMC c eighty uh 88, uh, verse 87 says, the earth will reel to and fro like a drunk man. The sun will be blocked on the moon, bathed in blood and the stars cast down. So it's talking about a solar and lunar eclipse. Now the problem is, again, the the solar and lunar eclipses, they're cyclical. Okay. They're fairly regular. And so to say that we just we're gonna have uh, these solar or lunar eclipses that are you know cyclical be a sign, that's not a very good sign. We need something that really, really stands out, okay? Okay. So a sign that really, really stands out is a total eclipse of the sun. And a lunar eclipse, which makes the moon look like blood red, at the
2: same time. At
0: the same time,
2: which means it couldn't be the moon. Is a sign. It. Yeah.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Oh, yeah, because yeah, the moon—it couldn't be the moon doing this, then. Right.
0: Right. Oh snap! Yeah. So that's what the sign is. It's not just uh, successional. It's at the same time. So Mormons really do get their own planet.
1: We're well, the only ones that have contextualized the ninth planet. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Made it straight up biblical. It's freaking ours at this point. Right. You know what I'm
0: saying? I think it's ours. So okay, right. keep going. Keep going. So okay. So now. Um, so this is the thing. So based on. So based on all these events. So scriptures. Uh, prophesying solar lunar eclipse happening at the same time you have massive earthquake and uh, it causes all the continents to rejoin without massive widespread flooding it, you know it seems that planet Nairobi or the ninth planet is a real deal and it's coming back now the question is when so okay. and this goes on to you know Adam on Diamond oh, oh get out sick. of town Get out yeah. of town.
2: <laughs>